You're listening to Oodles of Financial Advice with Jeremy Oodle. I mean, Udell. Jeremy is a certified financial planner. He's licensed in Florida to sell insurance. He has Series 7, 24, and 65 securities licenses. And he's here to give you Oodles of Financial Advice. It's the 10th episode, and I've got something a little different planned for today in honor of making it this far. Can't believe I've actually done 10 of these now. But before I get into that, just wanted to remind you that if you're interested in coming to see me live, you can usually find me at our office in Sarasota or in Orlando. We also often have retirement workshops. We are done for the fall, but coming in 2023, I'm sure we'll be doing some more of those. If you're at all interested in getting to know me, coming to see me, feel free to give us a call, 941-951-0443, or go ahead and shoot me an email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com. Way back in 1955, my grandfather, Aaron Udell, had his furniture store that he'd owned with his brothers closed down. Looking for another career, he defaulted to this industry that a lot of people went into when they were between jobs to see if they could make it work, insurance. Hello, everyone. My name is Jeremy Udell, and you are listening to Oodles of Financial Advice. I hope everyone had an awesome Thanksgiving, and you're all looking forward to the holidays. Today is the 10th episode of Oodles of Financial Advice. Amazed I have made it this far, yet really enjoying myself, so hopefully you're getting something out of it, whoever you are listening out there. And if not... At least I'm having a good time doing it. Today, in honor of my 10th episode, instead of talking about all of the different financial topics I've usually talked about on these podcasts, I thought I'd introduce myself. It's only taken me 10 episodes to decide to tell you a little bit more about me. Although, if you've been listening, you know I like to talk a little bit at the end about things I do or that I'm interested in or that are going on with me. But I thought I'd give you a little bit of history. And it starts actually not with my father, although he was certainly the huge motivation that got me into this. But believe it or not, it starts two generations ago with my grandfather, And after he got into the insurance business in the 50s, he figured out he was pretty good at it. My grandfather, Aaron Udell, who people called Arky, was a very nice man who people trusted and who largely did pretty well in the life insurance industry and made a nice living for his family selling life insurance and other insurance products with different insurance companies. By the time my father decided to join the industry in the 70s. My grandfather, Arky, was with New York Life, and he was selling life insurance and pretty successful at it. Now, he believed that his his son, Bruce, who was interested in getting into the industry, should probably go out on his own for a little while and get his feet wet. And that's what my dad did. My dad had initially thought of being a dentist, not a financial planner, which he has made an amazing career of himself, but a dentist. And that's what he'd gone to school for. But he figured out in school that that probably wasn't going to work for him. And being in a little bit of limbo, just like my grandfather had been in the 50s, he decided to check out financial planning, life insurance, 
and he indeed threw himself into it. My father lived modestly with my mother. They had met in college and gotten married. And after college, dad started in the business and did his best making cold calls back when you were allowed to make cold calls out of the phone book. For those who don't know what a phone book is, first of all, hi, youngins, welcome to the podcast. Second of all, a phone book was the place you went to find someone's phone number before we had Google and all of these different search engines you could use to look people up. Believe it or not, it was free to look into that and find a phone number, and you could just go down the list and start dialing numbers to see if people were interested in buying some life insurance. Bruce called more on businesses. My dad called more on businesses because back then, one thing you could do with life insurance was actually mix that in into some business planning, be it for key man insurance or business continuation insurance. And in the 70s and early 80s, a very popular thing to mix together were life insurance and pension plans. You can still do that now, but back then it was a very effective strategy because when you mixed life insurance into a pension plan, you could really add some extra value. Is it worth it for me to explain why right now? Probably not because it's not relevant anymore. We can't do it as much. But suffice to say that by the mid-70s, my father and grandfather joined forces and were making an incredible business out of pension plans where they would sell life insurance inside of these pension plans and also administer those pension plans. It was such a strong business that in the late 80s, they were able to sell that business and make a nice profit. Actually, they lived. this was in Youngstown, Ohio now. This wasn't in Florida because all of this happened in Youngstown, Ohio. My grandfather lived there. My father lived there until we moved down in 1990. And when they sold the business in the 80s, dad wanted to start possibly looking at doing some other things. Pensions had changed at that point. In 86 and 87, the laws had changed. And putting pensions into life insurance had become less valuable. It was still something you could do, but it wasn't quite the home run it had been. And Bruce, on the other hand, had done such a good job making money for his clients that they started to contact him to say, well, I have all this money now, and the government says I might have to pay an estate tax when I die, thanks to all this money you've earned me. I'm not upset about the money, mind you, but I do have this other problem. Can you do anything about that for me? And sure enough, Bruce got really good at estate planning, not writing wills and trusts, mind you, but doing some financial thinking on structures and ways you could plan your estate financially to hopefully minimize taxes. And he started to generate a nice business on that as well. But when he looked at the Youngstown market, he said, it's, I've got this great booming practice in a fairly dying marketplace. That's not going to be great. And he moved us down to Florida. By then, he and my grandfather had split. My grandfather had decided he was moving towards retirement and went his own way for a little while before finally calling it quits. And my dad sold his practice in Youngstown and moved my family down to Florida. And that's how I got to the state of Florida, which I now consider my permanent home. 
If you want great help in your business, grow your own. That was one of the mantras of my grandfather, as you probably figured out in the first segment. My father, Bruce, learned it well. Having worked with his dad, he realized the benefits of working with a family member, someone you knew and trusted, especially in a business that can sometimes create distrust. He taught me all about this business growing up. He and my mom worked in it while my sister and I grew up and told us all about it. Now, they made it very clear that neither one of us needed to work in the business. If there was anything else we preferred to do, they were supportive. If I wanted to go be a basketball player or a rabbi or anything else, I was more than welcome to live my bliss. But if I wanted to work in the family's business, I would always be welcome. When I was in high school, I figured I'd give it a bit of a try. It was one of my first jobs, actually. Back in the 90s, Bruce had moved to Florida, and he had started in Orlando. Our family lived in Orlando. I still live in Orlando. I consider it home, though I love Sarasota as well, which is where one of our other offices is. But the bigger opportunity in the financial planning world back then was selling estate planning life insurance, life insurance to help pay for estate tax to people who were likely to pay one. Back in the 90s, the estate tax was a much more common problem before they raised the exemptions through the 2000s and the 2010s. And most recently, the exemption jumped all the way up to $12 million per person. That means a husband and wife with $24 million won't have an estate tax very likely. But back in the 90s, the estate tax exemptions were less than a million dollars per person. Well, that was still a lot of money, but not so much money that people who were retiring to Sarasota didn't have to worry about the estate tax. In Orlando, people were younger, felt like they had more time. They didn't necessarily need to think about it. Bruce decided to do seminars in the Sarasota marketplace and he needed a PowerPoint presentation. He could put that together himself or he could recruit his son who seemed to have a way with computers to see if he could learn PowerPoint and create a PowerPoint presentation for him. Believe it or not, this was for being printed on transparencies. For those who don't remember what transparencies are, you should probably Google it. There was this projector, this big light source that you would place these clear sheets on top of, and the sheets would have some sort of graphic on them printed, or you could write with marker onto the transparency, and it would be projected through mirrors up onto a screen. But you had to literally manually move each plastic piece of clear transparency off and on to show each slide. But before he could have those transparencies, he needed someone to develop each slide in PowerPoint. And that was my job. I learned a lot about estate planning because I developed one of the first estate planning seminars Dad actually presented in Sarasota. 
Those seminars turned out to be very successful. And he grew a business pretty quickly in Sarasota doing seminars about estate planning. I went off to college in 2001, but when I'd come home for the summer, I would often work in the family's business. I learned how to run life insurance illustrations. I learned how to think through a retirement plan and learn some of the estate planning structures like trusts that we would use. After I graduated in 2001, I went on a vacation with my friends for a week. And the following Monday, I was working in our family's office. I'm not saying that there weren't other things I might have been able to do with my life, but the idea of working with my family in a business I enjoyed and seemed to be pretty decent at, it was too much for me to ignore. And I am really happy with that decision. Were there other paths I could have traveled? Sure. But I am very pleased with where I've ended up in life, working with my father, my mother, my sister, in our family's business, knowing that I am the third generation Udell to do financial planning, and now able to just chatter on a podcast about how exciting it is to be able to work with my family. I'm a lucky guy, and I love what I do. I love helping people work through their financial plans and get to meet new people all the time with different scenarios and try and help them get more enjoyment from the rest of their life and have a great retirement. My journey through the financial planning world hasn't always felt easy. It was great that I could come right into the family business, and I've never regretted that, as I said in the last segment. But it took me a long time to really find my voice. I joined in 2001. I pretty quickly went out and got my life insurance license, and within a few years was also getting my Series 7 securities license, and I moved on to get my Series 65 and my Series 24. In 2006, I even went and got my certified financial planner. That was quite the experience. At the time, my then-girlfriend, now wife, was studying for the Florida Bar. She's an attorney. That took up so much of her time that I wasn't going to see her very much. I knew that was coming, and I said, this is a good time to study for one of those really important designations in the financial planning world. Interestingly, my father has the Chartered Life Underwriter designation, the Chartered Financial Consultant. He's a master certified estate planner. He's got other designations, but the one he never went and got was the Certified Financial Planner. Felt pretty good about the ones he had. The American College is a big producer of those types of designations, and the CLU and the CHFC that my dad have are both really important designations. But the CFP is the one that people seem to know. And he said, Jeremy, if you're going to get one of these designations, maybe that's the one you should get. I remember studying so hard to get that CFP. And the test itself is two days, 11 hours of testing, or at least it was back then. I know that it changes over time. I do remember it being the hardest test I ever took. At the same time, My wife, my girlfriend at the time, was taking the bar. And I remember both of us just feeling so drained after those tests. We went on vacations and came back 
And two months later, on the exact same day we got our results, both of us had passed. It was a huge day for each of us. But even then, even after getting my CFP, I wasn't really sure about what I wanted to do with my planning. I, I was pretty sure I still wanted to be a support role for Bruce, which is what I had been mostly. I was a little bit better, feeling like I you know, possibly do more if I needed to. But at the same time, I didn't have the confidence to do seminars and things like that. It wasn't until I joined Toastmasters in 2009 that I started to really develop my voice and feel confident of being more of a front-facing advisor. By 2010, I did do a few seminars, although I wouldn't say they were particularly successful. I do feel like they were a big step for me because I just got out there and did it. I then started doing some individual planning through the early part of the 2010s, sold a few life insurance policies to friends and friends of friends, but never really felt like I was finding my own path until very recently when we started to really refocus on retirement with our firm. For the longest time, we were very estate planning focused. Bruce had focused on it since the late 80s, and it had been a big part of his life. He's still mainly focused on high-end estate planning for people with multi-million dollars. I, on the other hand, felt like I was more interested in helping people like me who were developing a net worth and saving or possibly already saved through for retirement, but looking to hopefully plan it out, get a feel of, do I really have enough? So many times people would say, Jeremy, how much is enough? And it was such an interesting question to me because it led to so many other questions, but people seemed to think there was some magic number that if you had that, you could retire. Well, each individual person may have their own magic number, but there is no global magic number for anyone in retirement. Everyone's different. And teaching that to people was such a passion for me. And now I am giving seminars about that. Those are what our workshops now are about, are helping people retire with confidence using the vast tools available in the financial space. But more than that, putting together an actual plan to help people retire. A lot of people just have a portfolio and their advisor will talk to them about how much they have. And maybe they have more than enough to retire, but because they haven't seen an actual written plan on it, other than the, you know, the account value in, in their portfolio, they're not a hundred percent clear that they really have enough. And that's what I like helping people understand is that they have enough to retire and, and show them that if they pay attention to it year by year, they really can have a fantastic retirement, which is what I think everyone deserves. I've loved being in the financial services industry, but I really feel like I'm finding my stride now. It's so cool that I'm the third generation doing this, that my grandfather did a little differently than my dad, and maybe now I'm doing it a little differently than my dad as well, but that all of us found such value in working with people to help them find financial security and safety as much as can be found in this wild, volatile world, and I'm a part of that. It's pretty exciting. If you'd like to talk to me about any more of my history, my grandfather, my father, my mother and sister, all of us in the business, please feel free to give me a call, shoot me an email, 941-951-0443, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com. 
That's all for the podcast today. I hope all of you had a fantastic Thanksgiving, and I look forward to talking to as many of you as I can. I wish all of you the happiest of holiday seasons. May all of you get lots of family, lots of friends, lots of great gifts through this magic time in whatever culture the holiday may be for you. If you're interested in hearing more about me, you can listen to the rest of this podcast. Please feel free to subscribe to it, like it. You can find it pretty much anywhere podcasts are nowadays on i what is it, the iTunes store, Spotify, Google, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, you can find this podcast. I do also have a YouTube channel, Udell in a Nutshell. Some of these segments I do on the podcast end up there and you can actually see me talking into the camera and onto my microphone. But I also do other bits on that that aren't covered in this podcast, shorts about me, about financial planning, about what's going on. So check that out as well. And you can also just reach out to me directly. I have uh, LinkedIn, I have Facebook, I have uh, Instagram. We have all of the social media and of course via email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com or give me a call, 941-951-0443. It's been a great 10 episodes and I look forward to episode 11 when I'll have more oodles for your noodle. <laughs>